This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Glad to be with you this morning. Coming up this hour, Illinois could be getting its first offshore wind farm. We'll hear about the proposal from a state representative and get reactions from residents. Plus, how an NPR piece about a tiny church-turned-school in Haiti sparked a dramatic aid effort from the U.S., all caught on film. But first, Illinois Republicans are renewing their efforts against the Safety Act. That's a massive crime reform package Illinois passed last year that includes things like eliminating cash bail starting in 2023. But in recent days, some Illinois homes received a fake newspaper, the Chicago City Wire, containing misinformed articles about that legislation. Or maybe you've seen posts on social media warning of an upcoming purge in Chicago. Joining us now to help set the record straight is Sharon Mitchell, Jr., Cook County Public Defender. Welcome to Reset. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Also here is David Grising, president of the Better Government Association. Welcome back, David. Good to be with you. Thanks. Remind our listeners, David, of the overall goal of this legislation. What What is the Safety Act? The Safety Act is a sweeping criminal justice reform measure that is designed to bring more equity to the criminal justice system. Uh, Studies have shown that people without the means to pay bail are retained in in jail, while people who have accused of similar crimes who do have the money are released. And as part of a sweeping uh, criminal justice reform, this measure was passed in January. Uh, It was sponsored by the Legislative Black Caucus in the state legislature. None of its uh, major uh, factors come into effect until January 1st. There's been a lot of rhetoric about the violent crime this year blaming the Safety Act on, uh, on the, the rise in violent crime that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's, you know, there, there's nothing to that yet because we're not really seeing the effect of the, of the law until uh, January 1. As I mentioned earlier there, David, there's a lot of talk about this purge in Chicago. What exactly is that? And why are people talking about that right now? I'm sorry, the purge of uh, Sasha. I'm... So the the purge, I was when I was seeing a lot of this information online over the past weekend um, as well. And a lot of folks like I had family in Canada even bringing this to me as well. And a lot of talk circulating was about the purge, right? The fact that um, the city or the state was going to be cleaned up because all this crime was all of a sudden going to come uh, to Illinois uh, because of yeah. the fact that this oh. act was passed. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did you hear that, Sharon? Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, you know, I think it's important to note that, you know, these lies aren't random. These are well-coordinated, well-funded, well-organized. Uh, this is a kind of a misinformation campaign. Um, I think it's relevant that we are on the heels of the of an election, and it's relevant that we're on heels of sweeping change. And, and there are folks that don't want to see that. So there has been a lot of resources invested into kind of misinformation. And one of those pieces of misinformation is this idea that there are purge laws, that murder and rape and uh, all of these offenses will become legal and you can't be arrested for it and so on and so forth. And we just have to understand that this is intentional. It isn't somebody just kind of misunderstanding the law and going um, going kind of out of hand with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built, to, it was designed to trick, fool, and, and get people to kind of act in a certain way. So this act, Sharon, it would do away with cash bail, as uh, David outlined for us. Why get rid of it? 
Yes, ma'am. I, I think that, you know, in the current, it's always important to talk about what the current system does. And, and right now, in far too many cases, individuals, um, you know, when somebody goes before a judge, the judge has to make a decision about what happens to that person uh, while they await trial. And, and too often, that decision kind of revolves around money. A judge will say, listen, uh, you can be released, right? You have a you know, right to be released, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Uh, but the only way you can do that is kind of if you pay this ransom. And whether kind of whatever side you are on, I think there are people who see problems in that system. You know, it, it creates a, a world in which you have lots and lots and lots of people remain in jail because they're poor, not because a judge said that they're ineligibly released. And on the other side, you have a lot of people who are able to bond out of jail, not because a judge made a decision about their risk, but because they just had access to money. So with the fundamental unfairness, uh, the fact that millions and millions of dollars are pulled out of the communities that desperately need it, gets pulled out of those communities because of, of, of cash bond mm-hmm. and some other issues around mass incarceration and wrongful convictions, uh, lots of organizers got together uh, with legislators and decided to make a change. David, how many other states have gotten rid of their cash bail? Uh, more than half a dozen states have made significant moves to get rid of cash bail. Uh, there are other measures introduced in legislatures uh, that are, are pending. This yeah. is part of a national movement to um, uh be more equitable in these things. And, and as Sharon indicated, uh, what we're seeing is a concerted effort of uh, trying to create, really playing on racist tropes uh, to uh, make people believe that this measure is going to result in more crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that really caught attention last week was the distribution of these fake newspapers uh, under names like Chicago City Wire or DuPage Policy Journal. Uh, that are produced by Dan Croft, a political uh, uh, message maker um, who, who traffics in fake news. Uh, and these were distributed, just showed up in people's homes uh, with uh, really some uh, fake stories that make it look like black people are leading a crime wave across Illinois and that Governor J.B. Pritzker and Mayor Lori Lightfoot in particular are doing nothing to stop it. Mm. And of those states that you mentioned, David, that, that have already gotten rid of their cash bail, is there any way that we can look at them to see how that's affected their criminal justice system? Yeah, this is unfortunately, there, there's no reliable data just yet in terms of the impact that the, the criminal justice reforms have had. This is a relatively new trend that emerged in the aftermath of uh, the George Floyd murder and the public demonstrations that happened uh, um, after that. And so that, that's 2020. So last year was the first year where some of these measures were passed. So we don't yet know um, what the data looks like. There's mm-hmm. not reliable data, which is one of the reasons that uh, people who want to manipulate public opinion have free reign because it's hard to throw facts at them. And what they wind up doing is cherry-picking what they consider to be uh, shortcomings in the law and blowing them up uh, sort of beyond proportion, implying, for example, that judges have no latitude to hold people in jail who are accused of uh, violent crimes. And, in fact, one of the default uh, um, reasons that judges can use is that 
these people represent a threat to public safety. That's generally a fairly sweeping reason to keep people in jail if they're perceived to be a threat. So, Sharon, you know, almost from the beginning, we know Republicans have been against parts of the Safety Act, including, of course, this cash bail piece. As David pointed out, we've seen these scare tactic headlines from that fake newspaper. Can you clarify, how does the bail system work now? Yeah, so uh, so first of all, just, just on that last question, I, I do think it's important to know that this isn't some type of wild social experiment. Uh, we know that the federal system operates mainly without using money as a main factor in determining somebody's innocence and, or sorry, determining if somebody's going to be free uh, before trial. And we also know that New Jersey has essentially eradicated uh, cash bond. Uh, that law, I think, went to effect around 2017. And what we've seen is that there was not the purge. There was not this giant increase in crime uh, around uh, 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 the, in the cash bond. We've also seen big jurisdictions like Harris County and Houston uh, substantially change their bond practices, not in cash bond altogether, but significantly change their bond practices, significantly reduce their use of cash bond. And we have not seen the effects that the naysayers are predicting. Uh, with that said, uh, the, the current system is, is, is like this. Uh, somebody goes before a judge, and a judge has to make one of three decisions. They either can release that person, the person still mm-hmm. has to come to court. They can detain that person. Uh, no amount of money can be uh, proposed to, to let them out, and that kind of happens in a very limited amount of cases now. And then there's this third option, which happens quite often, where a judge says you're eligible to be released, but you must pay a certain amount of money. And at that point, it's kind of up to the person, the person's access to money to make the determination about whether they're in or out. I see. The new system kind of goes down three options to two options, and it says either you can be released or detained, but it does have very specific provisions around when somebody is eligible to be detained. So everybody is potentially eligible who is released, but there are certain criteria that have to be met so that we are ensuring that we're not creating a mass incarceration situation where anybody gets detained for any small little thing. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the ins and outs of the Safety Act with Sharon Mitchell Jr., who's a Cook County public defender, and David Grising, who's president of the Better Government Association. David, in a opinion piece published by the Chicago Tribune, Jim Durkin, who's the Illinois Republican representative of the state's 82nd district, said that doing away with the cash bail system would increase illegal drug traffickers since they couldn't be detained for this nonviolent crime. Is that correct? Uh, the, he is correct to the point that um, the law focuses on violent crime and uh, focuses less on things like drug trafficking. But the latitude, again, that the judges have, the discretion that they have, uh, they have wide-ranging discretion to declare that somebody is is a danger and therefore needs to be incarcerated. I believe, based on my reading of, of uh, Leader Durkin's uh, commentary piece, I believe he has overstated the case of he leaves the impression that uh, drug kingpins can walk free willy-nilly. And in practice, I don't believe that's the, the, based on my reading of the law, I don't believe that's the case. And let me let me take a step back here. The current st- the status quo allows for people to basically use money to buy their way out of jail, right? That is the status quo. I, I guess I don't understand uh, the representative's argument that abolishing a system 
which allows people to buy their way out of jail, solves the problem that he is saying that rich drug traffickers won't be in jail. It is a quite a circular argument. You know, I, I just don't get it. Maybe I just don't have the legal training, but I think I know a little bit about uh, the law. I think I know a little bit about uh, the system, and I, I kind of feel like this is one of a whole line of arguments that really aren't tuned to accuracy. They're just there to kind of throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. How, how would the safety? Sasha, yeah, go ahead, David. Point uh, worth making here is that um, if, in fact, uh, uh, Leader Durkin is correct, um, no law passed in Springfield, or very few laws that are passed by the legislature, are perfect right out of the gate. Uh, there probably is a fair case to be made that uh, there, that this law can be amended in ways that would take care of some of the um, uh, things that were missed when it was originally passed. Mm-hmm. There was criticism at the time that there wasn't enough public comment on, on the law, and it was passed late at night or you know before the session. Uh, and so it's, it is subject to criticism for that reason. Uh, but uh, amendment, uh, tinkering with a law that overall uh, seems to serve a valid purpose, as Sharon is saying, uh, it would be perhaps the better approach than implying that the whole thing just needs to be thrown out. So I, 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 go so ahead. I, so I know I, I think that's an incredible point. You know, I was you know talking to a representative and talked about how they are still tinkering with the laws that legalize alcohol. You know, this many years later. Uh, so yeah, that's a great point. You know, the legislator is there for a reason. Uh, no law is perfect, and quite frankly, there will be adjustments to this law kind of based upon what we see. But I think it's also important to note that this law was passed almost two years ago with the very purpose of kind of taking some time to think about implementation, Mm -hmm. think about adjustments to the law. I think those adjustments to the law will likely happen in the veto session, but I think the point is correct that this is a horrible process. The Caswell process is a horrible process. It needs to be abolished, and we are moving forward if yeah. we decide to continue with this law, which I see no reason not to. So we'll have to leave it there for now. But before we do go, Sharon, just tell us where folks can find more information, accurate information about this Safety Act. Absolutely. You know, a coalition to end Money Bond and Illinois Network for Pretrial Justice has put out a lot of information about uh, the process of any Money Bond. Uh, funny enough, Snopes.com uh, actually came out with an article uh, around kind of the mischaracterizations. Um, you can also follow the Cook County Public Defender on all social media platforms, and we try to do our best to educate the public on, on what's happening. But thank you so much for having me. Sharon Mitchell Jr. is the Cook County Public Defender, and David Grising is the president of the Better Government Association. Thank you both.